0: Would you sign a contract that had no penalties? We'll talk about it on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey, everyone. My name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse. And in the studio with us, we have Sebastian Israel and Jonathan. Hey, guys. Hi. We're looking at the book of Hebrews, and we are in Chapter 8. Chapter 8. We're about a halfway point in our journey in Hebrews. We want to encourage you to go to InverseBible.org and download our Bible study guides. You can also go to HopeTV.org slash Inverse and look at past episodes uh, on the book of Hebrews, but also different books of the Bible. You can also go to your Apple and your Android platforms and download the app called Sabbath School and download our Bible study guides there as well and also go to whatever platform you use for your podcast and get the audio version of this book we have all these resources to get us into the Bible but the most organic ways for you to open your Bible right now whether it's analog or digital and, and read and study along with us let's go to chapter 8 of Hebrews verses 10 through 12 and Israel can you pray for us before we read Scripture sure.
2: Father in heaven, we thank you that this book, the book of Hebrews, gives us a new picture of who Jesus is. And Lord, our prayer is that you would help us to fall in love with him again, and that you would teach us to be more like him and to Mm -hmm. depend on him in everything that we do. This is our prayer, and we offer it from our hearts in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Amen, amen.
3: Jonathan, chapter 8, verse 10 through 12, please. Sure. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put My laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be My people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins, and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Yeah, let's go to verse 13 there, just to throw it in there. Yeah, in that he says, A new covenant he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away.
0: Yeah, we had a whole quarter on the old and new covenants, right? Mm-hmm. And we actually looked at chapter 8, but now we're just looking at chapter 8 in the context of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Sebastian, can you kind of give us an overview of where we've been from chapter
4: 1 through 7 and different aspects of Jesus that we've covered? Sure. So, we started off by just looking at the overall point, right, in terms of who it was for, yep. people who are going through persecution. Yep. And then we looked at the overall meaning, which is we have a a high priest, right? A minister of the true sanctuary, right? Not the one that man pitched, but in heaven that God created. And then from there, we started dealing with Christ as the supreme revelation. Mm. He's better than the angels. He's better than Moses, right? He's better than Joshua. Then we went into the high priest. Paul kind of took a break and a detour, kind of put them on blast for a little bit and then came back and finish this discussion on Melchizedek and why it was so significant that Jesus's priesthood was different. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of that, he kind of hints at where he's going in chapter eight, which is the fact that because there is a change of priesthood, there's also he's a mediator of a better covenant. Mm -hmm. and There's also a change of the law. So he's kind of hinting at the fact that once we've established Jesus, right, as he does at the beginning of the chapter that we looked at, you know, at the beginning of the quarter, that we have this, this uh, minister, there's going to be a covenant by which he mediates mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this is critical and central as a part of the whole Jewish experience. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Jesus is better, 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 better. And then we enter into chapter 8, verse 1. and I I just like how he frames this because it's pretty clear. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne and the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, Mm -hmm. Lord erected and not man. So, here, really, Paul is bringing the reality of things Right, the Old Testament has all these constructs and all these, you know, laws and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then he brings out all these things point to a heavenly reality. Yes. And that Jesus is our high priest. He's in the real sanctuary in heaven. Mm-hmm. He's doing all these things. But then we go into this old and new stuff. And I know we we talked about it in the past, but maybe this is someone for the who's watching for the first time, or maybe they just didn't get it the first time around. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, help us out. What, why does he go into covenants when he's talking about high priest and, and, and all? Well, bring, uh,
3: uh, bring uh, it together. Explain this transition for us. Sure. So we have to understand really briefly here that covenants, God has an everlasting covenant. It's basically His decision to be faithful to humanity to save them. That's His his covenant towards us, and He invites us into that experience. Mm -hmm. Now, Throughout the historical timeline that we have here in Earth's history, there is a historical old covenant time and a historically new covenant time. This is just separated by the fact that Jesus came and made every fulfilled all the symbolism, all the services that were illustrated in the old covenant time. Mm-hmm. Jesus fulfilled those, and you know became our high priest. All these things. So there were there were all these priests in the Old Testament, all the the, the different uh, rituals and the things they were doing to you know atone for their sins, and those were good. Things. God instituted those, mm-hmm. but they were pointing forwards by faith to when Jesus comes and fulfills these illustrations for mm-hmm. us. So, that's the change here from the Old to the New Covenant historically. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the element of experiential Old and New Covenant. I don't know if you want me to go into that real yeah, quick? Yeah, for sure. That is when, <laughs> where, because sometimes Paul and other writers refer to that and they call that the Old Covenant, but what they mean is that experientially they're referring to the experience mm. of referring to Uh, The relationship with God in a legalistic way where I will do these things in order to obtain favor from God. I will do these things in order to obtain righteousness. And that is, of course, a wrong framework. And so that is something that was never right and was never something God wanted. God always, um, wanted people to relate to him by faith
0: yeah uh, I really appreciate that and I think these uh, just parsing these things out mm-hmm. fiber by fiber makes it a little bit more clear right We're needing a little bit more intensity though but we see that there's some things of the old mm-hmm. that we don't need anymore yes what are some of those things? let's just make it really simple. Mm-hmm. What are those things that we don't
4: need anymore? Well, obviously, the, the first that starts off is the sacrifice. Sacrifices.
0: sacrifices the sanctuary. Sanctuary.
4: All those, the the Sabbath days. Yeah. And all those different components that were attached to that. Yeah. That's no longer a part of that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, all those ritualistic things, they've been done away with because Jesus is here. Yes. Right. right. So, Absolutely. that's one contrast between old and new. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On another level, when the Bible says old was bad and new is good, what is it talking about? And I think it's found in verse, and as Jonathan was mentioning, um, in verse eight, mm-hmm. chapter eight, verse eight, mm-hmm. because finding fault with them. them, and I think that's so important, it's yes. them, not <laughs> yeah. the actual covenant itself. Right. And there's a lot of misinterpretation saying, hey, the old covenant was wrong. No. God made a mistake, so he had a renege on them. Correct. But
4: that's not true. God does not make mistakes. Right? And it, to your point, Justin, when you go back to chapter seven, right, in verse 22, and it's talking about Jesus as a priest, by so much more, Jesus has become a guarantee, right, or surety of a better covenant. So Christ is guaranteeing a better experience this time. Right. Jesus himself is like, I'm going to step in and make sure that the experience is different this right. time. Uh-huh. And because he's going to make sure that this experience is different, what is he going to do? What the sanctuary and the rituals could not accomplish mm. for the Jews in the Old Testament. It was trying to help them understand the priest, the sanctuary, the sacrifices, all of this is going to intercede for you to get rid of your sins so that we can maintain this covenant and I can fulfill my promises, but they failed. Mm. So now as a change of priesthood, there's a change of the quote unquote, law in quotation marks, as in these things are no longer applicable, Jesus is going to guarantee it this mm-hmm.
0: time. I and mean, we just really have to, have to emphasize, and we say, it, I know sometimes we say it so many times, we, we, we just assume it, but in the covenant or in the contract, there are two parties mm-hmm. and one party who is God has always been faithful, always successful, and has never failed. Yeah. But the other party who is us, that's where the problem is yeah. at. Yeah. And sometimes we think, no, we're we've constant. And God is the one that, but it's not. It's, it's this and not this. Mm-hmm. If we, I mean, I just need the visual of that. Yeah. Um, and then in, in chapter 8 here, we see that there are some elements, some when the new and the old, they're not different at all. They're completely the same. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What are those aspects that are, that are the same? Israel?
2: Yeah, the fact that you will always need someone to save you, mm. the fact that you will always need a priest. In the past, we had human priests, mm-hmm. right, that were really pointing over to, that were really pointing to the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We will always need salvation to come outside of us. Man can never save himself. Mm-hmm. And that's a universal truth that you have from the very beginning of time, all the way to the end. Another thing that is that is uh, um, that is evident is the fact that there is a growing revelation of who God is. Mm. That God has always had it in His mind. It has always been a part of His plan. To give us a clear and and more and and still clearer picture of who he is, mm-hmm. and so he sets that up right in the beginning of the passage in Hebrews chapter one that God spoke to us through prophets mm-hmm. in various different times in various different places, but now he speaks to us through his son, mm-hmm. the prophet, the Word himself. Right mm-hmm. now uh, he's talking about here in in uh, chapter eight and verse one. This is ultimately what I'm trying to say. The whole point of my sermon, kind of the climax, is that we have such a high priest who is seated. Oh at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven not in some earthly uh, establishment but in heaven itself mm-hmm. and 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 this we have to take into context the fact that he's building up to this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus is better than the angels. Jesus is better than Moses. Jesus is better than Joshua. But now it's rapid fire. Like Jesus is better than everything, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is better than the priest. Jesus is better than sanctuary. Jesus is better than the, the Jesus better than covenant. Jesus right. has a better sacrifice. And it's just kind of like rapid fire. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this that I feel he's trying to make is stop for a moment and contemplate the fact that we take Jesus for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, we think of Jesus as in in, in the Old Testament, someone who is to come. Mm -hmm. We think about Jesus now as someone who has come, someone who is coming. But stop and think of the beauty of Jesus and how He, in reality, not just in some dream or fantasy, but in reality, fulfills every single need Mm. that you have. Mm. And what He has done to fulfill every need, He became like us, but yet He was separate from us. He mediated for us, not just as a mediator, uh, but now He guarantees tease the covenant. Mm -hmm. And now after he gives us a new covenant, how are we going to keep our part? I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to fill you with myself for you to keep your end of the covenant. Mm -hmm. And so what else do you need? I've given you everything to succeed.
0: I think you should underline and stress mm. that it is God who's doing all the work. Mm. I tried to do this in the opener, but I couldn't, but it's as if we're subcontracting <laughs> out all these people. This guy's working on my roof. This guy's working on my basement. And where this contract is, hey, you know what? God's working on my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's doing everything. God's forgiving me. God's sanctifying me. God's flowing through me. God's uh, reconciling me to himself. Mm. God is doing everything. Mm-hmm. But the minute I say, no, you know, what? I'm going to go in and help the plumber. I'm going to, you know, do this. I'm going to build my <laughs> own roof.
3: We mess it up, and we, right. that's, that's old covenant.
0: Yeah, right? yep. yeah. God needs to do everything.
3: I, John, I really right? liked uh, Israel that you brought out the practical, uh, you know, application of this high theology that's going on here. The fact that we need to appreciate all the things that Jesus is. Jesus is not just this buddy of ours, and and he's a nice guy. He is the most excellent you know, mm-hmm. God, and at, at the same time, He's our, our, our close mediator and friend. And it, it kind of made me <laughs> remember, you know, sometimes we, we get so used to these realities. Yeah, Jesus yeah, is my Savior. True. He's my friend. You know, I'm, I'm saved and whatever. Uh, you know, I grew up in Austria, one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Mountains, okay. lakes, you know. Uh, Jordan, hold, hold that thought and we're gonna be with you in Austria right. with all Perfect. those
0: lakes. We'll be there with you, we gotta take a break right Sound now. Of music. But when we come back, he's gonna share about his <laughs> homeland, so stay with us.
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While well, there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now back to the discussion.
0: Welcome back, friends. We're now going to be transported to the
3: hills of the Sound of Music to Austria. (laughs) That's right. So, you know, I was just saying that Israel was sharing with us the the beauty of the reality of what Jesus is and and how excellent and incredible he is and all the things he does for us and he is for us. Mm -hmm. And but how we get so um, used to it. it. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Austria, you know, uh, I said it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. You have the mountains, you have the lakes, you have incredible culture, food, and great weather. Like uh, skiing in the winter, you know, swimming in the in the summer, hiking. It's a great place. All right, but <laughs> you have been, been on lockdown a little too long. We maybe, believe <laughs> want to get there. Indeed. But the the thing is that I re- growing up there. I never fully appreciated these things. <laughs> you got used to that Austrian I got used beauty. to the beauty until <laughs> I, and until you no came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you saw the of <laughs> or something. No, until Is that like, what you're saying? You know, <laughs> I moved to the U.S. And I moved to a very, very, very flat part of the U.S. You yes. know, Michigan, it's a beautiful place. that it has its own beauty. But it was just very different. There Don't are no mountains. It's
4: all right. It it's, has
3: its own beauty. It has its own beauty. <laughs> um, but it was just uh, after a while, mm. I really started to miss you know, I miss, miss Austria. I was like, mm-hmm. I really miss this. I really miss this aspect. And I started to appreciate way too late how incredible my homeland really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so every time I go back, I'm just like amazed. And I'm like, why do you Austrians not appreciate your country mm-hmm. more? You know? Mm-hmm. So in, in a you way- to play
0: the guitar and sing Engelweiss <laughs> and sing to Austria <laughs> I, how beautiful mm-hmm.
3: it is? I mean, I know that's what Americans think we do. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I, I'll, let, I'll let you believe that. That's okay. <laughs> but the whole point <laughs> that I'm trying to make is that yes, I, I think it is so important for us to remember, remember and appreciate and meditate upon this. Sometimes we rush for our Bible study. Yes. Meditate on the fact of all these characteristics that the Book of Hebrews right yes. now is bringing out to us about Jesus and how that impacts my my relationship with yeah. him in my life.
0: No, this complexity, these these details, this this back and forth mm-hmm. of the Old Testament, New Testament Bible study. Don't
3: take it for granted. All of it, 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 the complexity. When you
0: step back, there is a beauty there. Yes. There is a, and it's not in the, in the structure and in the design of it. It's in the person that emerges yes. and his ministry for humanity mm-hmm. and the heart is there. There's a beauty mm-hmm. in that. So well appreciated. I know we yeah. we, we joke about that, but it, the the point is is yeah. all the more sober yeah and
2: the issue the issue that the church is facing is that they've lost sight of Jesus mm-hmm. and so we can learn from them what happens when we lose sight of Christ mm-hmm. when we lose sight of Christ we begin to drift away and that's a problem that the church has they've drifted away and what does it mean to drift away well we drift back into the old covenant, right? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what drifting away is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Having the idea and working, functioning under mm-hmm. the idea that we can do something to save ourselves, that we need to do something to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why I appreciate how Paul, like, like a lawyer, right, just <laughs> breaks down every single point. Mm-hmm. Jesus is better than the angels. Do you see that? He's greater than the angels. He's not a servant. He's a son. He's greater than Moses. He's not, he's greater than Joshua. He's, you know, all of these, he's greater than all these things. He's a better priest because he doesn't die. He ever lives to make intercession for us. He's kind of trying to drill into our mind, don't lose sight of Christ because if you do, you're going to end up where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, it's not just beautiful, but it's also, there's a practical beauty in it. Well, it's in, life in or death matter.
0: Yes. It's yes. Life yes. or death matter,
4: right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Absolutely.
0: No, after listening to you guys here, though, uh, uh, answer me this. Uh, there, there may be some people who hear this and be like, man, this is awesome, and Christ is better, Christ is better. Amen, amen. They're saying hallelujah. Then rea- Then one reaction maybe then, Let's just throw it all out. Mm-hmm. I only want Jesus. Forget the Old Testament. Forget all this other. I just Jesus. If Jesus is better than everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then why don't we just have Jesus? Well,
2: yeah. you've lost sight because he's using the Old Testament to point this. <laughs> he's basically saying Jesus is the Old Testament. Yeah. is what Paul is saying.
3: Okay, that was something I actually wanted to say in the beginning, but I don't know. Somebody else uh, g- jumped in there. You off. Probably Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, uh, he usually does. <laughs> but it's a blank blank. It's all right. It's all right. I'll take you around Austria. You know. I'll You'll repay you. beautiful history. We will <laughs> repay <laughs> beautiful So, um, But something that I really want to uh, underline, and if you've watched Inverse before, you've heard me say this many times, that the Old Testament brings richness and, and, and beauty to the application in the New Testament. Mm. Because mm. the sanctuary service, all the rituals, all the the, the things that they were doing, all of this was designed by God. Mm -hmm. You you read Exodus, you read Leviticus, God instructed them in all these things and he made it very clear, this is the way that I want this to be Mm. because it is this incredible 4D model, really, uh, of what I am going to do in the process of salvation. Mm -hmm. And so, if you really want to appreciate Jesus in the New Testament, the New Testament Jesus, (laughs) study the Old Testament because you're going to see so many aspects of the Old Testament uh, rituals fulfilled in Jesus and then it teaches you about what that actually does in your life. Mm-hmm. You will not fully un- appreciate and understand what Jesus is doing in your life before you have studied you what know, God was teaching about that, the blueprint in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Sebastian. Um,
4: no, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> he wants
2: to go, off. You know, you know.
4: <laughs> so, I think, I think to your question, right, when people say, let's throw these things out and just focus on Jesus, it, it becomes a, a sort of interesting request to me that you would say, because I'm so in love with the person of christ let me throw everything that reminds me of him Mm -hmm. anything that gives me deeper insight into who he is Mm -hmm. and how he functions like i don't want that i don't care about that and that to me is like saying i love my wife but i want to throw away all her baby pictures Mm -hmm. i want to throw away all the little awards that she got from when she was doing this right like it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. like it's true do i want the baby picture over my wife of course not right i'll take my wife over the baby picture but because i have my wife i want the baby picture Mm -hmm. right and it's it's something that we sometimes try to parse that which you cannot parse. And that's, to me, Jesus's point in John 5 is that you read the Bible thinking that this is what has eternal life, but it's testifying of me. Mm-hmm. And you will not come to me that's that right. you may have life. Mm-hmm. So you can't separate the word of God in any facet, in any book from the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and not lose an aspect of his glory. Mm-hmm. It would be diminished. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
0: Uh, I would like to transition and go to chapter eight, uh, where it says that in verse uh, ten, "I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will mm-hmm. be their God, and they shall be my people." Can you? Can we talk? Can you share a little bit more about this, uh, Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Well, what is it? Writing the law in the hearts. Th- this really, at, uh, for me, is really the the contact point mm-hmm. um, in a very literal way a con- yeah. uh, of of the new covenant experience, mm-hmm. right? But what what does that what does that mean? mean for the everyday person? Flush yes. that out for us if you can.
3: So, you know, uh, what the law of God is, you know, we often see it as just, okay, these are the Ten Commandments, this is what I got to do if I want to make it. But the law of God is really just a reflection of what true love is. It, de- it, it defines love for us in the context of a sinful world. Mm-hmm. But it is, God's will is love. God's will is truth. And the law of God, you know, having love law of God in your heart means that your heart is in tune with the frequency of heaven. Your heart is in tune with love and truth mm. and that is a miracle that, that only god can perform mm. because of uh, our fundamental brokenness that sin has provided only our creator and our savior can undo that work mm-hmm. so what paul is saying here he's in number 10 for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel he's he's quoting old testament by the way mm-hmm. uh, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and say, I will be their God and they shall be my people. So who is doing this work? God is. It is God is doing mm. his work. So this is the miracle of salvation by faith, mm. because it is Jesus who puts his, you know, love and truth, um, character, you know, he's transforming our character into a character of love and truth that is, you know, in the frequency of heaven.
0: And, and this heart is not this uh, Disney heart, right? No, no, it's no, no. not the center of the emotions. No. It is It is <laughs> with the mind and the heart together. This is your all your innards, all yeah. your inside, your being yes. is being rewritten. Mm-hmm. So, not uh, just a temporary emotional kick, not mm-hmm. a temporary fix, but this is the, the, the crux of what a lot of self-improvement books are trying to get at mm-hmm. yeah. whereas their fundamental the premise is wrong you cannot improve upon yourself you need mm-hmm. a third party to come mm-hmm. and work on the
2: inside yeah. and notice notice how how when 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 christ says he's going to write his law in our hearts mm-hmm. it's talk or, or in our minds it's talking about inside of us right not on our foreheads or on our hands mm-hmm. but in our hearts and in our minds mm. that means that he's got to come into us mm. right that means he's got to be in the inmost part of our very being mm. How does he do that? He does he does that through the medium of his Holy Spirit. That's right. right. Not only does he give us a new covenant, but he also gives us himself in us both to do and to will of his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so we, when we think about, uh, you know, he already said it, when we think about righteousness or holiness or likeness to God. God is love and the way we obtain, this is the point of Hebrews, that the way we obtain love, the way we obtain righteousness, the way we obtain holiness is by obtaining Jesus. Mm. And so the question that ultimately we need to ask ourselves is, Have I accepted Christ in my life right now? Mm. Is Jesus living in me through the medium of His Holy Spirit right now? And that's why I love that beautiful song. You know, you can have all this world just give me Jesus because in Jesus, I have holiness. Mm. In Jesus, I have righteousness. In Jesus, I have love, which all of these three things are alien to me. Mm. I cannot, I'm not loving, I'm not holy, I'm not righteous. Mm-hmm. But once I have Christ, I have everything that I need mm. to be who I need to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I, I
0: really see it as uh, God recoding your inside, right? Yes. And then the natural output should be obedience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Godly living, mm-hmm. godliness, holiness. Too often that we have the old covenant thing. I know we've said it many times, which just the reset. Yeah. We have old covenant thing. If I obey, mm-hmm. if I appear enough, then my heart will be changed as a result. But the it's same ingredients, but the order is mm-hmm.
3: very, 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 very important. Mm. May I just Stop. quote an Old Testament verse that really illustrates this very yes. nicely. You know, we're all familiar with it probably. Psalm 51 in verse 10 and 11, David understood this reality, Psalm 51, 51. verse 10 and 11, it says, David is praying, he's saying, Create in me a clean heart. He's here appealing to the creative power of God. Create in me a cl- clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from mm-hmm. me. Here we see in the Old Testament, here David understood that this writing of the law of God into my heart is only something that the Creator mm-hmm. can do, mm-hmm. and only something that is administered through the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so, we need to make sure that we are in our lives recognizing these realities that we cannot provide these things for ourselves but as we surrender and ask jesus to live in us through the holy spirit he will perform this miracle and uplift our lives as our Mm. high priest
0: let me ask you this Uh, so go we enter into new covenant god's going to do everything god does everything but then bad stuff happens Mm -hmm. i don't obey right yeah mistake fall off huge sin
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what does that mean It means we've lost sight of Christ. That's what it means. It means we've lost sight of Christ and we need to then recenter. All right. We focused on the mountains. We focused on ourselves. We focus on temptation. We focus on our unselfishness. Mm -hmm. All right. We've done that. We have lost Christ. So now let's find him again. Let's get him back rather than trying to fix ourselves. or I, I need to make myself better to find Christ. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We cannot afford for a moment to be without Christ. Mm. And when we fall, the temptation that we should not yield to is to make ourselves better, but rather, Lord, help me find Christ again. And the beautiful thing about it is that no matter how far we wander away from Christ, mm-hmm. returning to him is just one step backward, right? Mm-hmm. Turn around one step, boom. We can be there, no matter how far we go away from. That's the beauty of Jesus mm-hmm. that we find in Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all catch that beauty? If you, no matter how far you've been away from Christ or God, just turn back, and that's the definition of repentance. Stop where you're at, turn around, and you pick up right where you left off. This is the wonderful promise of the New Covenant. This is our prayer. Hopefully, that's yours to come back to a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, where God does everything all we have to do is to sign your name on the contract and let God do all the building in your heart and in your mind Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. We are in the midway point in the study of the book of Hebrews. We've looked at Jesus high, Jesus low, Jesus everywhere. We want Jesus to be in your mind and your heart, especially as you study the book of Hebrews. Go to inversebible.org, download our Inverse Bible Study Guides, and follow the journey along with us. You can also listen to our podcast and on social media, and let us know. How, where have you been, where you are, and how this has impacted you and, and your reaction to the book of Hebrews, especially the Lord Jesus as Lord of your life. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as we continue our study of Hebrews.